Welcome, you're listening to On The Sly. Holden, how you doing? I'm good, mate. I've just absolutely mangled this, haven't I? Yeah, so we didn't click record, so we're not going to do the whole what have you been up to section this week. I can tell you that Holden's got a grouch in his hand. I've got a Budweiser. <laughs> We've just had all of that conversation. It didn't record. So we're going to go straight in with the what you've been watching. And what have you been watching, Holden? What I've been watching, Knives Out on Amazon. It's a whodunit. Daniel Craig, Chris... Uh, Chris, what's his... Uh, Chris Pratt. Adams. Chris Pratt, yeah. Uh, got, got to do that one better this time. And Jamie Lee Curtis, all-star cast, like, Cluedo, but in real life, really good, worth a watch. What about you? Yeah, lovely. Um, just, just to make sure, we have got a whole normal agenda for you today. It's just we're just skipping the first bit that we usually do out of what you've been up to. So this is our what you've been watching. We have then got opening question. We've got Joke of the Week coming back. Five-a-side team with the Hogwarts special rolling on. And then we're going to talk about some England selections. And I haven't told it. Watch. But yeah, just quickly, what have I been watching? It's more about what am I going to be watching. Great British menu starting tonight. Nice. As I mentioned on our previous conversation about five minutes ago um we get one of the things that i've i've started to do is write down the names of the chefs for great british menu so anyone that's nice. into their cooking programs i thoroughly recommend it write down the names of the chefs have a look online see if any of the restaurants are near you a lot of them are michelin star or kind of at that level and um yeah get in their restaurants when it's back open or see if they do a little food box you know, you can get like a special night in or whatever for 40 quid ahead. It doesn't have to be every week. But if it's like, you know, you've got a birthday or something coming up, then perfect. Great so idea. That's, that's what I'm recommending for, for watching. And obviously the unforgotten. I'm so gutted, Will. I had, I had a fucking great gag there where I was like, oh, you're a football margin, you're scouting the chefs. But it's just not the same second time around, is it? Nice. Great <laughs> gag. The forgotten tapes up on the slide. Yeah. <laughs> but it does lead nicely anyway into our next section, which is the opening question. So hold on, what's the opening question this week? Yeah, yeah, we can do we can Footy do Manny, football manager themed, kind yeah. of. Yeah, so basically I, what I want to know, Will, is what basic household chore do you think you do? at a world-class level, i.e. it's 20 on Football Manager, 20 out of 20. You think you could get stopped in the streets and get your autograph asked for how well you do this task? Talk to me. Yeah, so for me, uh, my I, I'm a kind of like, in the same way that goalkeeping coach has got a 20 on their goalkeeping, shot-stopping ability, I'm very much like bin coach or outside coach. So I can, I've can i got bins in my remit and... Law mowing, definitely a bit of me. What's your recycling game? Talk to me. Um, I, I, I did read something earlier actually about like wish cycling, which which really opened my eyes. Apparently, you're not supposed to watch. Uh, you're not supposed to recycle pizza boxes that have been used or coffee cups that have been used. Oh uh, right, ones. yeah, yeah. Because uh, oh, it actually that. contaminates all of the recycling stuff. So I just wanted to spread that good message. But yeah, in terms of like, I, I, I'll do my bit. You know. Amazon boxes, especially in lockdown, they need to be dissembled and put in the recycling correctly. Yeah. And that is a bit of me. I'd say that is my specialty, actually. Getting an Amazon box tell you what. and combusting it down to a very small, manageable size that will fit in the bin. Do you know what? I think last time when we touched on this, I sort of ripped you, but you're really proving yourself here. You are, you genuinely are 20 on bins, aren't you? You take it very serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. I do take it serious. And I've got an outside bin and 
you know, it probably fits for, for most people, it fits three bin bags in there, but I can squash it down and get four in if I need to. Oh, you can get that four. And that's the bit of class we're looking for, isn't and it? Tip, go and tip, as we mentioned the other week. Another <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> All those kind of jobs, you know. What about you? Well, I, well, floors basically anything to do with floors. Twenty out of twenty. I've been out, I've been injured recently though because of the shin splint. So floors obviously involves a lot of a bit of stuff. Have up. you been using that to get out of doing the doing the hoovering and stuff like that? I did manage to sort of use it. Uh, this weekend but I think that I've got a yellow on it I don't know if it's going to suffice <laughs> for next year when we do the floors um, but, <laughs> but uh, no I'm very much of the opinion if you're doing the floors it's chairs on tables like when you're at school and uh, wow. the team has the argument chairs on the tables for the uh, janitor or whatever uh, that's making me rethink my tech because usually I'll move the chair out of the way to a bit of floor that I've already done on the tables, that's, that's, yeah yeah I'm on the tables idea. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, uh, I've got I've, I kind of switch between I like a Hoover for carpets, but because we live in a, a flat where it's got little like lino kitchen thing, I'm very aggressive yeah. on the brush and the dustpan and brush. Create myself a little piles, get it done. Yeah, but you have to do you have to do dustpan and brush, then Hoover, don't you? Then mop. Yeah, because you've got that little bit, that little grey line at the bit where it won't quite go on the little lid that you cut. No matter how hard you try, yeah. you can't brush it up. So yeah, do you know what? Actually, I might have just moved down to a nineteen. I don't think I do do that. You've sort of shown me up here. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, what I would say though is, what what Hoover are you using? Because when we moved into this place. Ellis put on her list of things that she wanted from her family as a, as a wireless Hoover, and I'm telling you, that's a game changer. Oh, oh, wireless Hoover? Yes, like you charge it up, and then it's like it turns around all the corners, no wire. Wow. And honestly, it, it, I've, I've never enjoyed Hoovering so much. <laughs> you doing laps of the house getting Ellis to time you. <laughs> <laughs> it really does make a difference mate you charge it up and you're away and you don't have to worry about unplugging it every time you move into a new room and all that shit do you know and, what I mean oh god that, do you know what that is something that our kids are going to go what do you know what I mean? like, yeah when I hoovered you have to fucking go over and then unplug it and then go into the next room find a plug go over the wire do you think madness that yeah imagine now we've got these little, like, we used to have these little mad things where it's got a little face on it. It's called a Henry. Now you've just got <laughs> these, like, portable things that you charge up. Yeah. But I have to, rec- I couldn't recommend it enough. I don't think that they're massively cheap. And obviously, you know, it yeah. depends on how advanced you are. If you've got your own place, you're more willing to spend on these kind of things. Whereas if you're renting somewhere, you're like, fuck them. I don't care about the floors. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Would recommend that. And the power mop as well. The, the, you know, it depends on, you, on your utensils, doesn't it? Yeah, I've got a little uh, squirty fella where it's like, uh, That's the you, one. you know, you pull the trigger and it goes, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Doing it as you go. Yeah, yeah. What I'm not that. about is, um, you know, like getting a mop and a bucket, draining the shit out of it. Do you know what I mean? That's, That's hard work, that is. Yeah. Balls to that, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, tweet us in Ansel FM. What basic household chore do you think you're world class at? I mean, for me, the weakness has to be the washing. Um, I don't know where I start. I don't know where to begin with it, to be honest. Especially when it comes to bed sheets. Um, oh God, yeah. It's just too much going on, and trying to hang those things up on a dryer is just a joke. Yeah, but, there's often a, like I feel like we'd need like a management consultant to go. I can see where the breakdown's going here. You should basically <laughs> getting it in the washing machine, but it's that bit when it comes out the dryer, it just stays in the basket and builds up. Yeah, it never goes in the wardrobe. How do you do it? It's like 
what is it, two metres by one metre probably, or whatever it is, a double bed, two by one and a half metres or something. How, How are you supposed to get something that size, bed sheet, on a dryer that's like four foot or five foot tall and, oh. and like about a foot wide? Mate, I am a, I've, I'm a, I cheat me, I, I use nature's iron. I've got an actual dryer, like an electric one, spins it round, saves on the ironing as well. Where, where's that? Uh, Where are you keeping that? It's in the back bedroom. <laughs> so, like, uh, we, we only live in a little flat, so we just put it in the, like, the guest bedroom. And, uh, yeah. and I tell you what, does a trick. You know, if you can't be arsed, ironing, bang, wallop it in the dryer. Ten minutes. <laughs> oh, you mean a sample dryer? Yeah, probably. Sorry, yeah, tumble dryer. Oh, yeah, right. okay, yeah. yeah I you this think you've got some like spinning mechanism thing, like a, a line <laughs> with a motor. It. I was thinking, where the fuck have you got that? <laughs> no proper tumble dryer, like yeah, yeah. So I don't do, I don't mess around with any of that. But still, when it's shrinkage, in the dryer, though, isn't it? Shrinkage ri- risk. There is. I suppose that. you don't put everything in there. You 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 pick and choose. If you've got some sort of like cashmere, you ain't stuck sticking that in the dryer. Right? You say that, Will. Uh, I, I'm I'm not for, I'm not got much cashmere <laughs> as you can imagine, but it's it's got it's a condenser one, so it's got settings for your different clothes. But yeah, you are right. It's not the. You've got a John Watson coat on tonight, though, haven't you? What's that about? It's better getting a bit chilly down in Brighton tonight. Yeah, you, you don't see them any much of them anymore. Um, yeah, do you know what? I was cold, and it was just the first thing to hand. Yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> you do look like you're uh, down at Fratton Park on a- with the headphones <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Midweek game. Yeah. Oh, I say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Joke of the week time. Okay, joke of the week this week. We got a lovely joke for you. Um, fairly clean. As I was doing my research, there were quite a few dirty entries this week, and too dirty for slice. So we're going for something a little bit more clean, and maybe we'll we'll go a little bit more risque in future weeks but <laughs> the joke this week is two aerials meet on a roof fall in love get married ceremony was rubbish but the reception was brilliant fantastic well these are getting better and better that's brilliant <laughs> i can't even laugh i'm more of a mind to stand that's up worrying people. that you've not laughed at no do you know what though it's because it, it's because it's clever it's a clever punchline i like it I mean, the other one, the other one, do you want the other one or not? Oh, you're, there was you're, another... tr- you're trying to get a laugh out of me now, aren't you? I feel like this yeah. might go the opposite way. Go on. <laughs> okay. Um, Doc, I can't stop singing the green, green grass of home. Doctor said, that sounds like Tom Jones syndrome. Is it common? I asked. It's not unusual. He replied. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's joke of the week this week. Okay, we're gonna have to rattle through because we're going well over our allotment here with the technical difficulties at the beginning. Just before we move on to our five aside, I want to give a quick shout out because um, I mentioned that there would be a shout out this week. I, mean, I was going to give Janky Janky Tanaja shout out last week, but I forgot. So Janky shout out. I know she listens every week. Legend. What a woman and great, great shout with the Viennese whale as well. Was it the Viennese whale she recommended? Yeah, that's good, good, good uh, memory there, Holden. Yeah, and I know She's new people. Classy lady with a Viennese whale. Yeah, always said that about. All right. Yeah. About what? I'm sorry, <laughs> I was just saying. I've always said that about her. <laughs> this is the problem as well when we have the extra technical difficulties. The Grosh and the Budweiser start kicking in a little. bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and interrupt the flow a little bit but we we roll with it 
You got to run with it. <laughs> okay. Hoggle is five-a-side team. Choose your side. The five-a-side here on the slide. It's five-a-side. A different theme each week. Time to pick. Choose your side. We've done Hufflepuff. We've done Gryffindor. There's two houses left. Hold on, what's the house this week? All right, this week is Ravenclaw. And I think I've sort of decided separately, this is the team that actually will win you the Premier League, ultimately. Um, So Ravenclaw, their traits, their kind of of house motto is um, wisdom, wit and intellect in its members. Thus, many Ravenclaws tend to be academically motivated and talented students. They also pride themselves on being original in their ideas and methods. Okay. Um, I've suddenly realised our manager might not be the most obvious pick, but we'll go with him. Um, yeah, unless we change it to um, Big Fat Sam, because he very much prides himself on that, <laughs> doesn't he? I, well, I was going to say Guardiola, but you went the other Well, way. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but how did I he introduced technology to football, didn't he? No, fair. <laughs> God, he's got some fucking brass neck on him. Let's start he? with the manager then. We've revealed yeah. it. Are we yeah. going to go with that? Big Fat so, Sam. Do you know what? That's a team I'd die for. Big Fat Sam. He, the brass neck on him. I introduced technology <laughs> football. Fair play to him. Yeah. And, you know, he says that if his name was Aladici, he'd basically have any job in the world that he wanted right now. But because he's Big Fat Sam Aladice from Dudley... Um, did you know that as well that he's actually from Dudley in the Midlands and not Bolton? You know his accent is like so Bolton, isn't it? Well, we we had that at uni, didn't we? I was like, I was like, yeah, I remember. I think it was you that exposed yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. I was with you and uh, our housemate, with another Will, uh, said no, no. He's obviously from Birmingham because I think his dad had a similar accent, and it can sneak up on you the Birmingham accent. It's got similar intonation patterns to the North. It's very much a Brummie accent. And he's obviously had it sort of dwindled by going up north. Yeah, so, yeah. and also I listened to him recently on Harry Redknapp's podcast, which I like to recommend podcasts on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I can't really recommend the Harry Redknapp one to you because I personally <laughs> didn't think it was up to much. But, you know, I like Harry Redknapp. I've heard all those stories a million times before. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he kind of like, the whole podcast thing is supposed to be you get your guests on and talk about them, but Redknapp just takes over. But anyway, I yeah. get sidetracked. Did he, did he do this, Will? Did he go, well, obviously, you know what, it's not a yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally had a story for everything, story topping all of his guests, and it was just quite annoying. But Sam Allardyce said he is born in Dudley, but he got signed to Bolton as a schoolboy, and he said that actually he got ripped so bad for his accent when he was in Bolton that... Um, his accent didn't last very long, which is why now he has a bit of a Bolton accent. Right, and you would know there about you this. You would know and about that. It's that kind of knowledge where I think there's things like this that take up so much space in my brain. Like, <laughs> I could be so much more successful and better in my life if I didn't bring on and care about things like that as much. But I'll remember that now for at least 10, 15 years. <laughs> where it's not relevant to my job, I'll forget tomorrow. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Brilliant, so true. <laughs> but anyway, we've got him as a manager, Big Fat Sam. Who have we got in goal? Right, in goal, we did flirt with Flappy Hansky, but ultimately we're going to go with that Met. Is it Melier or Messlier? Me- me- yeah, Melier, Melier. Yeah, Melier. You, you're, you're overruling Flappy Hansky, are you? 
Yeah, overruling Flappy Hansky because um, I think just young lad, uh, the, the way he uses the football and the way he's involved tactically, very intelligent lad. To be honest, Will, you could have any goalkeeper involved. There's in going to be a lot of unhappy West Ham fans listening to this. There is, there is. I think it was that added element that he sort of like plays as the 11th man with his feet. However, I think any goalkeeper could go in because to have the wit and intellect to go, fuck that, I'm shite of fussy, I'm just going to be a goalkeeper and then shitloads of money is very clever. <laughs> so, fair play. Yeah, that's true. You've got a bit of nouse about you to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what are we doing here? We're playing one at the back two in midfield or and then someone up front yeah yeah something like that so at the back we've gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah so the reason that I've done gone for that is he's a bit of a De Bruyne type player but further back and obviously I've alluded to someone else who might mention later on the ultimate brain and also I remember him doing a he was talking about how when he went away with England if he ever got picked he would uh, he'd bring a chessboard with him and I just no think that way. swear down, lad, and he was in a chess club. What, after school. he'd watched um, Queen's Gambit. No, this, he's ahead of his time. This is this is pre Gambit. Uh, so he so he bring a chessboard, and he was in a chess club at school and that. So I thought that stinks at Ravenclaw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, definitely. That supports it more now. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Who have we got in front of him? In front of him, we've got my favourite player in the whole wide world. Harrison Reed, the centre mid for Fulham, in that he just happens to be four or five inches smaller than you need to be able to be good at fuzzy. But other than that, he is a brain on legs. Like, do, do you know? Do you ever get a player that you just fall in love with, where you don't do anything fancy, but you just you do loads of sensible things and always the right decision, and you find yourself. Mark Noble's going, made a career out of it. Yeah, you know, you Mark Noble type player, we go fucking brilliant. Jordan Henderson. That. Yeah, exactly. The, the bod, they're not letting their body limit the limits what they can achieve. So they're going, what can my body achieve? This, so I'll make the best decision. Self-actualization of my own potential. And I watch him and I just think he's a great player. If he was a little bit taller, he'd be at a top club, but he's not ultimately. So I, I'm Do you know what? I, if, if Harrison Reid walked into my lounge now, I wouldn't know him from Adam. Do you know what the thing is? I wouldn't, lad. That's it. I only know him from a bird's eye view. <laughs> you know him because he's good on footy manager, probably. Well, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed with following this season. <laughs> okay. So then in front of um, Harrison Reid in the kind of number 10 role, we've got Kevin De Bruyne. I don't Talk even think me. Kevin De Bruyne needs explaining, does he? No, he's just the epitome. The brain of the Premier League. The most intelligent player on the pitch. Some would say the best player in the league. I'd argue you've got Jesse Lingard, who's better than him. But <laughs> that's just my opinion. Okay, and I actually think that Phil Foden as well would be very feel very hard done by not to be in that kind yeah. of intelligent player bracket. But he's a bit too flair, isn't he, for this kind of? Do you know thing. what? I agree. I add him in. You know, I'm just. I add him in. Do you know what though? Does he? I, I don't want to ruin things for next week, but. And, and happy to take some suggestions for our next house, Slytherin. Is, is Foden burgeoning on Slytherin? Is he a bit Slytherin? Iceland escapade. Yeah, is he a bit Slytherin? And he's a monk as well, so it's easy. And do you know what? I also thought we can't just have every Man City player. So no, that's not. true. Especially <laughs> when you consider the striker. Who have we got up front? Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling for having the wisdom to leave Liverpool to go and win trophies every year of his life. And I say that as a Liverpool fan with with a heavy heart, but we absolutely slagged him and hated that lad. But you can't yeah. argue against it. He went away and he's just won everything he wants to win other than the Champions League, uh, which I'm sure Champions he will League. win, which I'm sure yeah. he will win at some point in his lifetime. 
Um, and the fact that to tie in with that w- willingness to learn, the fact that he's gone on one of the to to one of these coaches that is kind of uh, very much got his own philosophy in the game and teaching. And I do think his game's re- I do think added to the initial agility, speed, pace, whatever. I do think he's a very intelligent player. Still, like the decisions he makes and some of the key passes he makes that he probably is underrated for. I do think he's a really clever player. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, for me. I've always rated Raheem Sterling very highly, but recently when I've watched him, I'm kind of not convinced by the amount of... Like, if I think about the England team, we're going to come on to England a little bit more in a minute, but if I think about the England team, um, I'm not sure I want him starting for us because I think he wastes so many chances. I do think he's an intelligent player and he's got a lot going for him, but in a team like Man City... Well, he'll get loads of chances like that. No, fair in a team like England, yeah. you need to be more clinical. So I'm not sure he's the guy. But we'll come on to England a little bit more in detail anyway. So anyway, to recap, the Ravenclaw five-side team is Ivan Melier in goal. I think his name's Ivan. If he isn't, apologies. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold at the back. Harrison Reid in midfield. Kevin De Bruyne playing off of Raheem Sterling. That's quite a strong team, actually. It's these, yeah. Honourable mention. And Big Fat Sam as a manager. Honourable <laughs> mentions go to James Milner. Yeah, again, Harrison Reed mode, making the most of what his body can achieve. Yeah, Harry Kane, although I think he's probably not got in because he could be a Gryffindor as well. Yeah. The Sorting Hat's kind of asking him what he wants to be. And that's Do you think this season, I think he's shown a different side, he's shown he's a clever player, I think. So I, yeah. And Bruno Fernandes, Fernandes. Um, okay. We'll score any which way. Tweet us in who you want to see in the Slytherin five-a-side team next week. It's going to be the best one yet, I think. I think so. Okay, we're going to talk about some football quickly and then wrap up with Ivan Tony because we don't have long at all here. So, England selection. Obviously, we're in the international zone now. There's some games coming on starting in about one minute as we're recording this for the European World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. And I think if you look at the England selection this time around, there's a few people that will feel hard done by, to be honest. Um, I think there's some positives to take from it. If we look at kind of each section individually, if we think about defenders to begin with, I think that interesting coming back in, John, Snow, John Stones, I don't think people can argue with that. <laughs> John Snow, sorry. John Snow. Um, yeah, John Stones coming back in. I don't think people can have any arguments yeah. with that. I think he's been quality, keeping yeah. Laporte out of the team at Man City, and rightly so. Yeah. And Luke Shaw, potentially the best left back in the league this year. I yeah. don't think anyone can argue with that. Not I think the qualms would potentially be Connor Cody getting in in defence. I don't, for me, and I know that he's had previous experience with England and Southgate has got a long-term vision and he's done well for England before. But for me, Connor Cody that doesn't really offer much as centre-back and he's not there on form. Wolves have had a shocking season. Yeah. So I would personally rather see Craig Dawson in there. I know that I'm right. <laughs> but I think he's been amazing this year. And, you know, I guess the, the one counter-argument to that would be that the game against Arsenal, he had an absolute shocker when it kind of mattered most. Yeah. Um, and that was the, but that was the only bad game I've seen you have all season. He's been an absolute revelation since he came in. So I think that James will have been in that team. My my thing on Craig Dawson would be, I'm not sure for how many years he's been 35 years old. So yeah. I, I don't I don't understand <laughs> how he's not how how old is he right now? 35. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how he's not been I'm 35. Not sure. He's got life. to be over 35. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah. So I think, so I think there's, there's that reason. I think what you're seeing here from Southgate. He's 30, yeah. He's 30? 
Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so even you, he's a West Ham player. You thought he was thirty five. If you Google Craig Dawson, right, the first thing that comes up, Craig Dawson Wikipedia page, it says current teams: West Ham United, career start two thousand seven, awards, League Two Player of the Season. There you nice. go. Jesus. What so, else so does he don't need even call up, does he? In that case, then he could he could get called up in England. I think what you're seeing here from Southgate, which I quite like, he sounds like he's managing England a bit more like a club manager does. And now they come in and they say. I'm not picking a fancy football team with the best 11 like Capello did. I'm picking, this is me formation, this is the players. And Connor Cody, I think he'd be out of a job if he tried to be a centre-back at any other club because Wolves play a back three, don't they? So he's sort of yeah. covered with these lads who can do the other bits. But he is good on the ball. And Southgate likes <clears throat> his back three, doesn't he? I.e. what? I know. I get like, that. And to I be honest, on the, I heard on TalkSport they were moaning about Michael Keane not being in there. And to be honest, I'd rather have Conor Cody in there than Michael Keane. I think yeah, Michael Keane is an absolute shithouse. So, yeah. fair enough. I think that the other one that can feel very hard done by the back is Cresswell. I don't think that there's... Personally, apart from Luke Shaw, I don't think there's been a better left-back in the league this year than Cresswell. People, again, might point to the Arsenal game and be like, oh, would it matter most? He didn't have a great game against Arsenal. But to be honest, he's been so good. And no, he's been really The amount good. of assists that he gets, he's a threat from yeah. set pieces. He's a threat going forward. He's very good defensively. I think that he's had a better season than yeah. Ben Chilwell, for example. But yeah. I do also appreciate Southgate has got to think long-term. Chilwell's probably yeah. got a longer shelf life and is consistently yeah. better quality. So I do get it, but yeah. very frustrated on his behalf. And that one. Just quickly, Will, we, we didn't mention the biggest one is that he snubbed Trent. And I think the exact same thing that with you, with Cresswell, is that he wants to play wing-backs. And just because you're good, just because you get high up the pitch in the game as a full-back and you cross from deep, for example, and find yourself in space, doesn't mean you're good at playing wing-back. Wing-back, you actually find yourself quite high in the pitch, dribbling. Do you think that's what it is, though? Because I think that he's left Trent out. Because, I mean, every time I've watched Liverpool this season, or at least the first part of the season, Trent has been awful. And I'd say, actually, in last summer for England, um, the last few England call-ups, it was like watching a different player play. See, this is my thing. I think it's not on his... I think it's partly easier to justify because of his form this season, although he's been one of our better players, like the past whatever games, but the narrative is a yeah. little crap. But when he played for England, he was he did not play good because he played as a wing-back, which in your head you think, well, Trent gets really mm. high up the pitch, surely he'll be good. But actually, as a wing-back, you've got to do a lot of dribbling and you find yourself receiving the ball with loads of pressure. You're not in space. It's you're expected right. to kind of be quite almost like a, wi- a winger, the way where Salah would receive it. Um, and I think he's kind of mixed between not being able to do either. So the wing-backs have got to be a bit more wing than back. Um, so I, I yeah. completely see why Trent doesn't fit that mould and why someone like Reese James who when he did come in is comfortable at getting to the byline for example and go to dribbling and Kieran Trippier as well Atletico having a great season and mm-hmm. Trippier I think has been pretty good last few England call-ups and who can forget you can't forget his goal against Croatia that's just got him into kind of yeah. like into yeah, I think he likes his lads I think, I, think, so, I think he likes his lads Southgate yeah, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that. But we'll see, because part of Southgate's success was not being scared to bomb out the other players that have been yeah. favoured by other managers. So it'll be interesting to see long-term how that works out. Moving on quickly before we wrap up, midfielders, Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard back in the fray, which I think is brilliant to see. I think thoroughly deserved. I think he's yeah. been one of the best midfielders in the league recently. Yeah. Um, the other one that was called back up is Calvin Phillips. And for me, he shouldn't be anywhere near the England team. <laughs> uh, I can't stand him. I think he's. I think he's so bad, and 
I remember watching England play, I think, in whatever game it was where in September. We were away in the Lake District and we watched him. He is pony. And to be honest, is he? I, 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 whenever I watch Leeds, I don't feel that impressed by him. I just think there's so, so many better players than him. Oh, but, I like him, you know, lad. I, I got, oh, no, really? I, 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 think, I think it's possible that I've got this, this BL as a Blair. But I, I, whenever I watch him, I, I, I like the look of him. But again... Maybe just his pants for England as well. I don't think he's made for it. I don't think it's in his DNA. You know, in the same way that like Spurs are never going to win a trophy. It's <laughs> <Again>. like <laughs> people like Calvin Phillips shouldn't play for their country. Lingard, <laughs> though, again, Southgate likes his lads. Lingard, yeah, but Ling, yeah, but Lingard scored an absolute world against Panama and has just completely tore the Prem a new one since coming out on loan West Ham. Yeah. So, True. what has Calvin Phillips done since he came back from injury? Nothing. Lose every week for Leeds. <laughs> so yeah, that's my qualm. I don't know who I'd have who I'd have in there instead. I mean, Madison's injured, isn't he? Harvey Barnes is injured. I think that yeah. it would have been interesting to see if those guys would have been called up if they were fit, because yeah. they can't all have been called up. So we'll see. And then I guess forwards, you've got Ollie Watkins coming in and Bamford not coming in. For me, Bamford is more deserving than Ollie Watkins, but more than either of them is. Mikel Antonio, I kind of, and I get the whole long-term oh God, yeah. thing and yeah, Southgate yeah. likes his boys, but Mikel Antonio has been an absolute beast and he just offers something different. And I've said this before, say it time and time again. If you're England, you're starting Harry Kane as your number nine. There's yeah, no debate about yeah. that. It doesn't matter if you've got Ollie Watkins, Calvert-Lewin, Rashford, whoever on a bench, you're starting Harry Kane. And then you've got two wingers and that might be Sterling. It might be play Rashford one wing. It might be you've got... Um, Sancho, Dakar, any of those guys. But you're starting Kane as a number nine. The only time that you're going to change Harry Kane is if he's not working or if you want to put somewhere on up top with him. Yeah. And you, what you don't want to do, in my opinion, is put on Calvert-Lewin, who's he's, he's, he's quicker than Harry Kane and he's probably slightly better aerial threat. But other than that, it pretty much plays the same. For me, Antonio gives you something completely different. He's a handful. He's so strong. He's so quick. Like, he doesn't know where he's going. He's even said this in an interview. He doesn't know where he's going when he's dribbling. So, like, that's why the defenders can't know where he's going. Do you know what I mean? So I, it's wonder, like, I wonder, though, Will, if Dominic Calvert-Lewin is his Antonio break glass. Because Calvert-Lewin is, it reminds me of a bit of an old-fashioned thug. Like, even though he's a gorgeous-looking yeah. lad, he is. He, I, I think he fits that mould of plan B, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit in that regard. But then it's like Ollie Watkins. Do you know what I mean? That... If you're going to take Calvin sure. fine as a plan B, but yeah. that, Ollie Watkins isn't giving you something different to either of those two. And I think yeah. that if you're England and you're not playing Harry Kane, it's because you need yeah. something different. And I think that Antonio gives you that. No, I'd say if you'd offered me Ollie Watkins or Antonio on that Liverpool side, I'm picking Antonio, I think. Yeah. And I've never really rated Patrick Bamford. And I've been really surprised. I thought at the start of this season, I was in the camp that he's not going to be able to score goals Same. in the Premier League because yeah. he's not good enough. He's a championship player. But he's actually really surprised me. And I think that he does a lot for the team outside of scoring goals as well for Leeds. Yeah. So I think that he's more deserving of Ollie Watkins as yeah. well. But maybe, again, as you say, maybe Southgate sees Ollie Watkins yeah. as a bit more of a kind of aerial threat as well. Do you know so what I will the, say. Sorry, I was just going to say, because it's going to lead us nice on to Ivan Tony, because um, they're both Brentford lads. I would say Watkins is more in Bamford mould uh, in terms of they do similar things and like, Pressing, running, he's he's a he's a fast lad. Yeah. Ollie Watkins, I, I I think he's a little bit maybe more clinical than Bamford because Bamford plays on a lead side that creates a million chances for him, whereas Watkins is a great Villa. Yeah, but 
Bamford also does a lot more for the team, I'd say, than Ollie Watkins. Bamford will get a lot more assists, I think, probably. Sure. That's looking at the stats. I don't know. But sure. We'll see. All right. Going to move on to Avon Tony. Watch now. The way that I'm going to frame this going forward, so we spoke, oh, and we've got to do a little recap of the Gold Cup quickly. So if you got on Native River each way, you would have made money. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Stakes are relevant. But <laughs> if you got on each way, you would have made some money. So really? I hope that you followed on that one. Um, I think it paid out about, what was it? It was 14 to 1 each way. Quarter of that is about 3 or 4 to 1 on the stake. So that was nice. So then we did say you should roll over onto Ivan Tony. And Ivan Tony scored again for Brentford last week. So that's another great week for us here at Sly. And for all of you Sly listeners that have been backing Ivan Tony every week. What we now, and I know, um, gave us a little shout out to JC last week. And I know that he was gutted because he missed out on the Saturday early kickoff with the Ivan Tony. Looking at their fixtures this week, who have they got this weekend? Let's have a little look. Or is it all off because of the internationals, the championship not playing? Ah, uh, maybe, yeah. And and if you add all them tips together, you've made profit. That's quid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I would say about Brentford is they've done it again where they've gone ahead and drawn and they've done that twice now in two weeks. I think they might have even done it a few more times than that because they went 2-0 up against Derby, struggling Wayne Rooney's Derby and they went, they lost, they drew 2 all. And then they went 1-0 up against Forrest as well who aren't up to much this year and they, they fucked it again basically. So it looks like it could be a playoff season for Brentford which seemed very unlikely at one point. But Ivan Tony still scoring goals every week. We've got a week off for Brentford because of the international break. So we'll talk about Ivan Tony watch again next week, but it's going to be Huddersfield away on the 3rd of April. And then you've got a little midweek of Birmingham at home. Now I'm saying now, assuming that he stays fit, get on Ivan Tony score against Huddersfield, then lump the lot on against Birmingham at home. <laughs> and the way that I look at the Ivan Tony bet is, say you put a tenner on Ivan Tony about evens. And then you put a tenner on of other rackers throughout the weekend. Yeah. Ivan Tony's paying for your rackers. Because you're actually <laughs> Ivan Tony backers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, basically. I'm Ivan Tony what? <laughs> and that's all we've got time for here today at Sly. So tweet us in at Sly FM. Want to hear your five-a-side selections for Ravenclaw and Slytherin for next week. <laughs> and let us know what your chores are. Till next week, keep it on Sly. Keep it on the Sly.